Namaste. You're listening to a catalyst for your moments of mindfulness today. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. And if you're joining us on YouTube, welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, I encourage you to hit that subscribe or follow button so you can stay tuned every time I upload a piece of mindful content to lead you back to your heart center. In the mini chat series, I sit down and chat with interesting individuals, change makers and cycle breakers, I like to call them, who are making an impact in our community by being their authentic self. And today's segment is brought to you by Vogue Studios, which is an all-in-one podcasting service here in Vaughan, Ontario. The idea is that you just come in as you are, book the space, and you can leave with a full production of a vodcast, which is a video podcast. So thank you for joining us here today. And thank you to Rebecca for joining us as well. Rebecca is no short of that description of a cycle maker or a change breaker. She is someone who inspires and instructs. You'll get why I say that later on. And she is just a true testament to a strong Filipino woman. So thank you for joining us here, Rebecca. And I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Kaylin. I'm so excited and honored to be here. Thank you. So my first question that I love to ask all my change makers and cycle breakers, what makes you, you? I think what makes me, me is that I just show up as who I am as much as possible in every moment. And it's taken time to connect with who that is on an authentic level. Um, I've spent a lot of my life, you know, in a way, not not so much uh, having a mask on, but feeling like I had to fit in, feeling like I had to live up to certain standards, um, you know, whether that was put on me by family, by society. And more and more, I choose to, sh- to just show up as I authentically am as much as possible. So, you know, whether that's with my students, whether that's with my loved ones, my family, my friends, I just try to show up as best as I can as me. I think that's what makes me me. Um, and definitely, definitely just pouring into my joy taking risks to fill my life with those joys and with those moments of uh, fulfillment, sorry, and purpose is definitely what I think would make me me. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. And I'm holding space for all of that. Even the versions of you who, you know, struggled with that, felt like she couldn't, because I feel like a lot of us can relate to that, Mm -hmm. especially in our world today. Oh, yes. Yes. I know we were talking a bit about that before we hit record, but I know that we were saying, you know, originality and authenticity is what will really change the world. So yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing work that you're doing and showing up the way that you are. And just to ground the listeners too, in the way that I connected with Rebecca, Mm -hmm. it was through Lisa. Yes. Co-owner of the Aura House. And I was looking for partners for my first ever giveaway. And Rebecca just offered her services for a sound bath. For our listeners who are unfamiliar with your work and my work, Mm -hmm. what is a sound bath? So a sound bath essentially is, I would say, an immersive wellness experience. I would like it to a guided meditation in the sense that you're passive in the physical sense and more allowing your mind um, to take a journey and take that journey with your energetic self and your spiritual self. So that ambiance and that experience, it's often known as sound journey as well, is created through ambient uh, sounds created from different instruments. Um, In my case, I used uh, the Nepalese and Tibetan singing bowls. 
Um, I have a gong. I use modern mantra, so my own voice, as well as various drums and chimes to create that um, experience. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. And I'm curious to know, how did you how did you land with all those instruments in your lap? Oh, my goodness. Over time, for sure. Um, over time and definitely uh, it was it was a collection. It was like a collecting of different instruments. Like uh, we would be here for three hours if I told you the whole story behind certain ways, but they, they in a sense found their way to me sometimes through my credit card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, it was, it was really looking for different instruments that resonated with me. My first set. So what I would say was kind of like my, my starter pack, if you will, was one bowl, two Koshi chimes, two tuning forks, a bell and tingshas, which are like mm -hmm. hand cymbals. And those were fr from my, uh, my mentor in sound, uh, my sister, Sarah surrenders uh, of the residence temple in Montreal who initiated me into sound. And those were the instruments that we selected, uh, during my initiation into sound that were like my starter pack. So from there it grew. Uh, I found all of my pieces. I never bought on, actually I bought two pieces of my, of my collection online, but most of them was like, I needed to go. I met them. We connected yeah. and then they came home with me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Everything is an energy. Yeah. So that alignment has to be there for mm -hmm. you to actually feel that connection and deliver in the way that you do too. Yes. Yes. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And now take us to the beginning of your wellness journey and how you found your way into spirituality because you know coming from your background your upbringing which we'll get into as well mm -hmm. I wonder was there anybody around you doing what you were doing or mm -hmm. did you kind of just pave your own way into the wellness space I would say that in my upbringing for sure there was elements of you know an understanding that there's something that exists beyond what we know in the physical. Uh, I'm Filipina. So, uh, and by our, by culture, especially where my mom's family is from, who I was mostly raised with or had the most impact on my upbringing, uh, definitely very spiritual in terms of Roman Catholicism, but still had those like sprinkles of pre-colonial, um, indigenous thinkings and, and, you know, superstitions and this understanding of a world that we don't necessarily see. Mm -hmm. So I would say that in my upbringing, but it's kind of a, it was a, a little bit of a mixed bag of emotions in the sense that there's that level of colonization that kind of keeps you from fully connecting with a lot mm -hmm. of those, you know, those traditional thinkings and traditional practices. But in terms of my wellness journey, I, um, I was, I was introduced to yoga first as the most spiritual, I, I would say connecting to my now current spiritual practice. Um, my mom and I went to a yoga ashram. She, she, she hit it as a vacation. She's like, we're going, we're going on vacation to the Bahamas. <laughs> I was in a really rough time in my life, like really terrible breakup, moved home from Montreal, totally broke, like, and she's like, let's go on vacation. And I'm like, I'll take a vacation. Sure. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, we're going to go on this yoga vacation. It's in Bahamas. It'll be great. I land, we're at an ashram, like a very devout yeah. Ashram. Wow. <laughs> like, we, we, like you had to be covered from yeah. knees and shoulders um, up at 5 a.m., lights out at 8 p.m., puja, uh, kirtan and satsang, uh, very, very 
very beautiful space, but very uh, regimented. It's Shivananda yeah. Yoga. Mm-hmm. So first three days was like, oh my gosh, I need a coffee because <laughs> you don't have any caffeine here. Yeah. I need outside world. Uh, but then the last four days was me never wanting to leave. So it really inspired me. And that was my introduction to yoga as a practice. Mm-hmm. From there, I built my practice actually at the Aura House when it was uh, still five elements in Brampton. So this was the previous owners. And then I kind of grew with a studio. Uh, in 2018, I took a trip to Costa Rica with my best friend and we went just for fun and surfing, uh, fell in love with the space and ended up going back over a span of a year commuting back and forth between Toronto and Costa Rica to do our yoga teacher training. Wow. So that was like the big pilgrimage. Yeah, I would call it the big pilgrimage of 2018 to 2019. And then I landed back uh, in Canada after my studies and landed in Montreal. And that's where I started my practice, Inspire and Instruct. And it was private yoga at first. And then I was, I I serendipitously met my mentor who I mentioned uh, through a sound bath. And from there initiated into sound and it kind of all grew from from there. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. And it truly is a journey. Like what we see today is definitely not like, you know, an overnight thing or even like a year thing. Yeah. It's just continuously self-study, I would say. Yes. I love I love that term self-study. And like, that's what I try to I really try to show folks, especially like in my own practice um, as a guide. And even for myself, it's it's these moments that we have where we allow ourselves to sit with ourselves in whatever moment that we're in yeah. and, you know, not judge where we're at, what we can and we can't do if we're not who we are, or who, we, who we were or who we want to be. Like it's still self-study, like sitting in that moment. Right. And and especially with yoga, um, I would say because it's the most physical of my practices, it's movement. Yeah. There's a lot of these aspirations of things that we see all over, you know, you know, social media and outside of us of how we perceive body should look in yoga or who Mm -hmm. can do yoga or who yoga is made for. Um, And it's really these crazy measurables of success that don't really even exist for those people as well. Right. So I think it's really dropping into that idea of really taking time to be aware, take time to study yourself and, um, and really, really hold space Mm -hmm. in that sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And I feel like that's a shift that, you know, a lot of us are wanting to make in our lives. Mm -hmm. So for those who are seeking that inner connection and you used the word earlier, and I don't know if the listeners caught it, but inner standing. Yes. For those who are seeking that connection to their inner self, their authentic self, Mm -hmm. what can you, what advice can you give to them? Oh, I feel like if you're if you're looking for a connection to your inner self, it starts with carving out moments of solitude where you get to know yourself at your best and at your quote unquote worst. I like to refer to it as light and shadow because I think that's a better analogy for me that resonates, I feel, and is not so harsh. Um, You know, if you think about it, like the moon has no reflection or has no light source of her own. She just reflects off of the sun, right? Mm -hmm. So she's just this big, beautiful piece of rock up in the sky. But again, it's like, how do we get to know those facets of ourselves, right? It's like we have to kind of shine light on those those parts of us that don't have a light source itself. So 
I feel like um, I, tr I try not to use the word routine. I don't love that word because it sounds so monotonous. Yeah. I like more the idea of a regimen. So mm -hmm. even if you deviate from it, for me, um, you know, I, I have this thing where I like I try to challenge myself for 30 days to do something. Yeah. Last month it was stretch for myself for 15 minutes because as a, as a teacher, rarely do I ever practice yeah. for myself. So even the days that I would deviate from it, it still kind of kept me like, okay, how do I feel today? Yeah. You know what I mean? How am I like checking in with yourself, if you will. So giving your space, giving yourself those moments and creating those spaces where you can check in with yourself in whatever way resonates with you. Is it a walk? Is it, you know, a cup of coffee undisturbed without like any phone or, yeah. you know, like what is, what is that little slice of the day that just belongs to you? Right. Mm -hmm. And make that, you know, fully lean into lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's mm -hmm. beautiful. And I love that idea of, you know, making it unique to you and it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It doesn't have to look like yours, like mine, like whatever it is. Yes. And especially coming back to you know, the, you talked about the way that yoga is represented too, that you might have to look a certain way, be a certain way, top in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But I know like when you have facilitators like yourself and like me who look different even from each other and are representing different parts of the world. Yes. Can you speak to the importance of that and just seeing that representation and, you know, honoring where you come from? I've, and it's, it's crazy because I saw this most resonant recently. Uh, I recently started teaching kids yoga um, through the Aura House and through one of our programs called Enrich Kids, which focuses on providing mindfulness programs for children, mm -hmm. uh, school-age children, six to 12. Yeah. And there's this, there's one of my students, um, she's Filipina. And from day one, like when she looked at me, it was just the way she just just looked at me and just, I could, I, I've felt this before, but as a child, it was towards Disney princesses whose skin was much lighter than mine. And I yeah. looked nothing like, or singers or, you know, movie stars. Cause you know, in the nineties, we, we, we had TV back then, <laughs> well, you know, there's no Netflix. So it was, it was kind of, I see that it's representation is so important. And I know it's such a buzzword. I know diversity has become so oversaturated, but like when you see the eyes of a child and you see how they look at you and just hang on to your every word and are, and, and are following and doing what you're doing and telling you like, you know, I, I did this at home and I showed, you know, like that mm -hmm. really is the shift, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, I think representation is so, is so important because we owe it to, you know, our inner children and those, you know, who didn't have a chance to really see ourselves in bright lights and, and see yeah. us doing things that, um, you know, that inspire us. Right. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's why it's really important. And also it takes the, it takes the like the performative, I think, aspect of wellness, because I think that like the reality is, is for us to navigate, especially as entrepreneurs, you and I, it's about showing what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but how do we, how do we take our message and make it authentic, still create these things and have it resonate. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it takes away that performative aspect when you see somebody like myself, who's a yoga teacher and yeah, I can't do a handstand. 
I don't know if I'll ever be able to do a handstand in this lifetime. It might not be in my practice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think to see that is so important in in many different ways, not like beyond, you know, being a woman, being a woman of color, not having like the the body type that associate that is associated with yoga to to many or in mainstream anyways is, is super important just to have folks feel like they belong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you. And it's so true. And I know that we hear those words all the time about representation and diversity inclusion, but there's a reason we hear them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that honoring, you know, yoga is a great example mm-hmm. where, you know, you think that yoga is only the asana as well. Yes. And, you know, that the head, a handstand, headstand, whatever it be, it might not be accessible to you and it doesn't have to be. No. And being okay with that yes. is such a huge part of it. But it's mm-hmm. hard to show yourself that forgiveness, that compassion mm-hmm. when there's all these external noises. So how do you kind of guide yourself through those moments where to be okay with where you're at? It's funny because... Um, <laughs> This is so funny to be okay with where I'm at. I feel like this, this situation manifested itself very recently where I had to accept and understand that I am not for everybody Mm. and that is okay. It's a big one too. It's, and it brings up a lot of things. It brings up things from like my childhood, you know, like, you, you, you just so many things like in terms of like, you know, school as, as a kid and things you've experienced and then feeling like an outsider, you know, it, it, I, I had to recently really just like sit with it for a second, you know, yeah, let me, you know, I kind of got vexed for a second and it kind of got me worked up. But yeah. in the end, I was like, what can I do? You know what right. I mean? And more so just like taking the space to know that like, Maybe I've I've done something that I have no idea. I have no clue that I offended this person or, you know, did something that makes them feel a certain way and which is not my intention. Like, that's not how I want to operate. But I do understand as a human being, it's going to happen. We are going to do things where we don't see eye to eye with another person, whether that's intentionally or not or not. Right. So I think that really just accepting myself in the moment and then not holding on to it, not, you know, letting it be my ruminating intrusive thought while I'm yeah. washing my hair. Like, oh my gosh, like, what did I, what did I yeah. say? What did I do? What's, you know, what's wrong with me? So I think it's actually, that's a really great way to put it. I had to stop asking myself what's wrong with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Not internalizing it and realizing that actually you're perfect the way that you are. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. With <laughs> all the flaws, it. all the like mismatch expectations, because those are not who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. And so in honoring where we're at and where and our own unique journeys, where would you say that you are in your journey today? Oh my goodness. Uh, in my journey, I'm just in such, and again, another buzzword, but it's just like so perfect. Such a state of flow, just such a state of flow where it feels like the things that present themselves to me come in such a way that it's like ease. It feels divinely guided again I was just like I was like is that the right it is though I was like trying to look for a more you know not so woo woo word but it's it is it's it's divine it's Mm -hmm. like you know it's been that's where I'm at right now and and just 
gratitude, so much gratitude. Like I, I feel like every time I think about where I'm at, it's just like, is this real life? Yeah. (laughs) Is this real real life? Like, and, and yeah, so I feel like that's where I'm at. Just complete flow and gratitude. Mm, Beautiful. And I know like woo -woo is a thing that's going around and everybody says it, but I feel like you earn that when Mm. you put in the time and like you've been doing the self-study, the work on yourself and building all the tools in your your toolkit yes. to get to that place where like you're in flow because you know, mm-hmm. whatever comes your way, whatever approaches you, you can handle it. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that it takes practice. It takes a lot of dark nights of the soul. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of ugly cries and a lot of things not going your way mm-hmm. and, you know, frustration. And it's like, how do we, how do we, you know, go, go not around it, but through it. We have Mm -hmm. to, right. I know there's like this huge term that I'm sure you're familiar with spiritual bypassing, right. This like whole love, light, namaste, granola, like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know that brand of spirituality. I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know her. I know know ugly crying and it's not coming down my face, but I don't know about it. It's part of it. It's Mm -hmm. definitely a facet to it, but it's not in any way all of it. Yeah. Like let's pull those back actually. Yeah. And let's see what's underneath that. Exactly. Let's feel the ickiness. And I, and I like seeing that. And I don't know if you feel the same, but I love seeing more of this emphasis on shadow work, on this emphasis mm-hmm. of unlearning and these containers that are created where you're maybe you're a little uncomfortable. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe it's slightly uncomfortable, but like a, a great, a, one of my really great friends, like she has this, uh, this saying there's, there's room for discomfort, you know, and mm-hmm. you almost like it to like growing pains or the way yeah. a, a seed blossom or a, a flower blossoms out of a seed. It's that yeah. slight discomfort, yin, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. A deep shiatsu massage. You got to get through a little bit of discomfort mm-hmm. first. Yeah. For the and dark people. darkness, quote unquote darkness, yeah. where you can't see and it forces you to look inwards. Yeah. And many spiritualities talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, you, I feel like you know that from, from yoga, from Reiki, like you have to go through these initiations to evolve, right? Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And so to... Um, the aspiring and the budding change makers and cycle breakers that surround us, Mm -hmm. given all that you've learned and all that you shared with us today, is there anything else that you feel like they need to know, especially in, you know, we talked a lot about connecting to our authenticity and our inner selves. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else? I would say that, um, if, if you're, if you're aspiring to make change and to break cycles, it starts with you. You know what I mean? It's you. I think um, especially if you're looking in the space kind of where I, 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 I am like in terms of like where I I serve communities, which is guiding instruction, holding space. You can't you got to teach what you know. You can, you know what I mean? Like everything and and how you learn it. And I feel like this is another question that comes up. It's like, oh, do I need to do like the the 10 day $3,000 yoga teacher training in Bali, if that's the way that you're going to connect, then yes. But Mm -hmm. also at the same time, it's just like, the, you you have to resonate with it, right? It's yeah. a practice. Yoga is a practice. Reiki is a practice. Sound is a practice. It's 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 constantly or consistently um, finding spaces to allow yourself to receive that medicine, to find those aha like moments, mm-hmm. right? So it, it comes with practicing with yourself, you know, and 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 really 
really breaking the cycles, making those changes within you, and then letting that be the seed of knowledge that you share with who you're connected with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beautiful. I mean, the title of my podcast and my brand is Catalyst because I believe we're all catalysts for yes. change. And I say we just have to tune in to tune inwards first and yeah. see what's there. Get curious. Yes. Oh, my God. It's the second time I've heard the word curious in the last 24 hours. That was, our, that was our intention <laughs> last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was our like thought that was given by chance by one of the attendees. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. That's a good one. It is. It is. It is a cat. It is the catalyst. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the ways I encourage all listeners, viewers to tune inwards is through a brief guided meditation mm-hmm. at the end of every segment. Um, I call them a few moments of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So if you'd love to do the honors, yeah, I'd love to have you guide us through that. Of course. So I'll just have you come into a comfortable seated position and you can just roll your shoulders back as you close the eyes and just feel the spine elongate on your inhale. On your exhale, out through the mouth, release. Allowing all the air to release from the lungs. On your next inhale, fill the belly, fill the chest, breathe in deep. Exhale out through the mouth. Breathe out slow, releasing all the air from the lungs. On your next inhale, I invite you to connect with an area of tension within you. As you exhale and you connect to this area of tension, notice if it's in the physical body, maybe in in the form of soreness, stiffness. Maybe it's an area of tension that exists within the mental, the spiritual body. Could be a memory, a color, a sound, a smell. And as you continue to breathe here, inhaling and exhaling out through the mouth, just lean into this area of tension, observing it without judgment and embracing it as an observer. So we're going to use the idea of a hum, vocal toning, the vibrations of our vocal cord to release this tension from the body. So on our inhale, what we'll do is we'll connect to that area of tension with loving embrace. And then on the exhale, we'll create a very low hum. We'll do this three times. So take a deep inhale through the nose, connecting to an area of tension within you. Exhale out through the mouth, humming. Two more rounds. Inhale through the nose, connecting to an area of tension. Maybe another's come up. Out through the mouth, release, low hum. One more round, inhale, connecting, exhale, releasing with a hum. Returning to your natural breath pattern, let's just take about five seconds of silence to allow the sound as medicine to integrate into the body. Slowly coming back into the breath. 
back into the body, wiggling fingers and toes. Next exhale, just start to gently flutter your eyes open. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. And for more like that, where can listeners and viewers find you? Uh, so you can find me uh, IRL in person um, at the Aura House in Brampton. And I'm also at uh, The Village in Leslieville um, at one weekend a month. So uh, that's where you can find me in person. And uh, online, you can find me at Inspire and Instruct on Instagram or www.rebeccamanningkill.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for sharing space, time, energy with us. And we're so looking forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you so much. And thank you all at home, wherever you are. I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Please give Rebecca a follow, Catalyst follow, a subscribe, and stay tuned for all the mindfulness content to come. See you next time.